0: of all of our ailments, no ifs, ands, or buts, is that we are the greater. If we are the creator, we are the greater. Jumbo Fellow Adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become Things And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday, thoughts become things, time for a spiritual tune-up. We're going to visit something that's fresh on the heels of my first interview in the Awakening series where I spoke with Lisa Royal Holt who was channeling Sasha. It has to do with health and in particular your physical body. A question came in over the weekend that presumably is from exactly this. I've got some exciting news about health, healing, and recovery. Mike, as I'm feeling the feelings and working to find the truth, my body has started to rebel. How do I work with my physical body to not shut itself down and get sick or in pain? Now, you need a little back uh, story for this. Um, Basically, in the awakening program with Lisa Royal Holt just this past Tuesday, it was discussed, and this is uh, also shared by all of the, the most profound founts of wisdom that are out there from Louise Hay and, and onward, the Seth material. Our physical bodies uh, are not only designed meticulously, meticulously by divine intelligence to perform as they perform their astounding, mind-boggling feats but being the divine creators we are they actually mirror all that's going on here and in an idealistic way when there's peace harmony and love here there's peace harmony and love here yet when there's confusion here when there's crossed wires here when there's misunderstanding about the nature of reality when you are infected by evil spirits, and what are evil spirits? Anger, guilt, shame, jealousy. Those are evil spirits, according to Ken Carey, and those are, those are what was spoken of in books of lore, and the ancient writings. There was no s- evil spirit, per se, other than uh, our own spirit being confused. And when we've got, and, and get rid of the word evil, sorry I did that to you, when we've got confusion, And we're thinking other than in alignment with truth. We've got hiccups, literally. We've got slips and falls and bangs and bruises and you name it. Every physical ailment under the sun is a reflection of what's going on in mind, in body, in soul, in your spirit. And so the work shared last Tuesday by Lisa was that... uh, a confirmation of this, and an exercise, which I'm gonna share with you in just a moment, to help you get in tune with truth, which is what the questioner is asking about, to better understand the situation, and then it's possible to move into spontaneous healing, spontaneous recovery, spontaneous clarity, and life like you never knew it before. This is the power you have. The greatest news about being the creator of all of our ailments, no ifs, ands, or buts, is that we are the greater. If we are the creator, we are the greater. And if we are the creator of our ailments, or our lions and tigers and bears, or life as we know it, or the dreams that we have for our future, if we are their creators, we are their greaters, and you can rise above. I've got a case in point coming up in just a few moments in this spiritual tune-up. So the body mirrors in uncanny, mind-boggling ways, inner confusions. And as was shared by Louise Hay in her great book, which I've mentioned many times in these spiritual tune-ups, You Can Heal Your Life. One of the best-selling books ever written in the history, the recorded history of civilization for a reason. Louise Hay, You can heal your life she goes through all of the most common ailments and points to very likely causes or at least gives you a direction to move in to do some detective work and to find out what you're missing very often for example a sty in the eye comes from not seeing the world around you clearly how ironic is that a sty in the eye Or issues with your vision, your physical vision, come from not seeing the world around you clearly. I went through an experience where, shortly after the birth of uh, my daughter, uh, I was very—I lost my footing in life. Okay, I mean everything was pretty okay, but I—should I be home? Should I travel? Should I work long at the office? Should I cut back? Where's my balance? Who am I? What's coming next? And a very common, and there's always exceptions, a very common side effect is a condition known by runners called plantar fasciitis. I'm, I'm not pronouncing that properly, but something to the effect of plantar fasciitis. And it is a rather uncomfortable, often severe pain in the feet. And according to Louise Hay, it is often, not always, it is often a reflection of having losing one's footing in life. Spot on. And just hearing that and knowing that and connecting the dots, you're like, right, that's me. It was me back then. And how can I find this balance? Because While I can tell you now I was out of balance in the moment. I didn't know I was out of balance. I was just running everywhere, uh, trying to do everything and be everything. And my feet were hurting me. But when I read that I had a direction to move in and to kind of create a new model in my mind of the person I wanted to be balancing work, career, self, uh, partnership, parenthood. And I had some traction, some more common ones. Louise Hay says, very often, I've shared this recently, back pain, physical back pain, very often, not always. There's always exceptions. This is where you have to be the detective. Physical back pain very often is related to fear over money, money issues, money problems, money challenges. Very often, it will show up as a physical ailment in your you're back. I mean, on and on. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've dealt with a little bit of atrial fibrillation, my heart beating irregularly, palpitating. Sasha, through Lisa, uh, has told me that it is being overly intellectual, trying to balance everything with the logical brain while the heart during this transformation on planet earth and rising vibrations is trying to come online and give me some lead and give me another way of looking at life. Just finding that out is like not only a big relief, not only does it put me at center stage, I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who can create it, fix it, fix it. If I created it, I can fix it. It's empowering. Although to old schoolers, if you will, for lack of a better word, in the old days, it was probably a lot more comforting to say, it's not my fault. It's this, it's that, it's genes, it's heredity, it's whatever. But then if you're casting blame, you're throwing away your own power. The The examples are endless of how the physical body will mirror Confusion, it's always confusion. Confusion here, imbalance, anger, jealousy, rage, these things bottle up and they show up in our body. Which means, given that we often don't know of our own imbalance, and we certainly aren't aware of our own confusion because we've got it all figured out, right? Which means when you've got an ailment, that means you've got a present to unwrap. You've got this. You wouldn't even be hearing those words right now if you weren't ready to move into a place of ownership and change those things in the world, your world, your life, your body that you want to change. And you can, this is the best news ever. So next time your back hurts or your feet hurt, or the doctor says ABC, you've got traction for making your life, your world, your body more amazing than you ever knew to dream of when you were earlier confused. Now, let me give you the exercise I promised from Lisa Royal Holt. She's got a number of books. The Golden Lake is the one that's all about creating and realizing who you really are. Lisa Royal Holt, she shared this exercise that I'm about to share with you last Tuesday in The Awakening Adventure. She said, go to the physical body part. And if it's tension or anxiety, just go to, you know, your overall place of feeling the stress. You know, it might not be a part per se, or it might be your entire body, okay? But go to the area of concern and breathe as if your nose was there. I'm quoting verbatim. Breathe, like if it's your knee, you've got a knee problem. As if your nose was there, breathe into your body. And feel the breath coming in through your knee and then relax a deep breath out. Breathe in, breathe out. Do it for as long as you can hold your attention there. If your mind wanders, go back to it until you feel satiated. She said that the experience will be different for everyone. So I can't tell you, expect this or expect that. And she said, you do not have to pinpoint exactly what's going on. It can just be an an, overall feeling and that awareness will breed clarity which will breed transformation now i'm not a doctor i'm a recovering certified public accountant so continue to see your doctor on these subjects but do what i do play both ends to the middle go to the conventional doctor and try these other ideas that unlock unleash your power within that exercise was from lisa royal holt it is not in her book it is part of the awakening Uh, adventure. Um, but I could not more highly recommend that book and several others. She's written the prism of Lyra. If you want to understand life beyond planet earth in the physical universe, the prism of Lyra. um, I want to give you something to embolden you. I want to give you a little bit of, uh, like, oh my God, you so got this, Uh, a friend of mine now, an extremely well-known author, Anita Morjani, you've probably heard of her, she's a Hay House author. Her book, Dying to Be Me, comes from the fact that through introspection, she was able to look back at the cancer that was shutting down her organs while she was in the hospital after a multiple year fight when the doctors were literally calling her family members to say this is it, her final moments. Whatever you do, get here as fast as possible. This is Anita Morjani's story, and she had these, um, let's call it a psychic experience or kind of like a dream, kind of out of body. She was given some guidance. Within two months, the cancer was gone. Two months, the cancer was gone. And she has gone on to become a highly sought after speaker. I've been in her audience, absolutely thrilling. I'm not saying, I'm not making any promises about anything. I am not a doctor. But there are endless stories, cases, documentaries of people who have had spontaneous remission of cancer and other deadly diseases. And why would that be? Thoughts become things, get some traction, become aware, aware of your powers of creation, aware of your responsibility to sort out confusion, and nothing will be impossible for you. So the questioner said, how do I work with my physical body to not shut itself down and get sick or in pain? Your body is reflecting where you are. And if you are moving with your power, at least a beginning to understand your power, this alone can move mountains. And because it might seem like, well, I went within last night and today I'm feeling worse. You've got some momentum to to turn around here. A ship crossing the ocean that decides it wants to go back to the port it came from isn't instantaneously back at the port. It might take 24 hours before that thing is fully turned around if it's going at full throttle. And the same is true of life. Don't be drawing conclusions that you're sick or you're frail. I remember receiving a reading from a channel 40, 30 or 40 years ago. And I said, I'm having all kinds of, you know, gut problems. Um, what is wrong with my body? And the channel said, there's nothing wrong with your body. Your body's perfect. And I'm like, didn't you, didn't you hear anything I said? I didn't say that. Um, and then they continued. Your perfectly healthy body is responding as any perfectly healthy body would respond to your input. So it's not the body. It's the input. And I laughed out loud when I finally understood that was the way to see my body. No matter what ailments, sickness, disease uh, you have right now, your body is performing flawlessly. It is not the body's issue. I'm sorry. It's here. And this is great news. This is easier to sort through than you would think. Go get Louise Hay's book, give you an idea of where you might go. Uh, and, and try out this exercise from Lisa Royal Holt. Go within, reclaim your power, and be a light unto humanity. John fellow Adventurers, Thoughts Become Things. Welcome to a spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley. Today's question, a heartbreaker. Uh, oh boy, have I dealt with this, and the chances are great. So have all of you, to one degree or another. Mike, I'm struggling with emotions that I've created in my head. In particular, I'm heartbroken that my ex moved on and has a live-in partner less than a year after me. I had hoped for a second try. I can't stop beating myself up. I will keep trying to see the rainbow, but it's really hard. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I... have to confess that probably that sense of heartbreak combined with the person who left you being with another person is one of the, maybe is the greatest pain I've known in my life. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, Um, but I prevailed and things got better than I could have imagined. And I think I have, oh, three core ideas to help you wrap your head and heart around this. You're going to love yourself before you know it. And then I'm going to give you four steps to move beyond. Okay, the first step, although it feels like you failed and it failed, it was a roaring, raving, crazy success. This relationship that you just had, that crashed and burned, and now he's off with someone else and they're gonna get married or who knows what happens, was a raging success in your life. You did the best you could with what you had from where you were. No one, not even God above, could have done better than you did in your shoes the in your shoes is everything and it counts you are that precious window into reality that the divine has never had and could never have unless it was entirely immersed as you doing the best it could we all do the best we can however poor that may be my mother used to say everyone's doing their best and you were amazing you took it to levels you have never been before. You felt a love that you had never known before. You opened yourself up and you will be paying, you will be receiving dividends the rest of your life and in lifetimes to come. Hold on, hold on. Um, you went to places you've never been emotionally, highs, lows, and in between. Um, objectives were met when the two of you, were kind of in the unseen in this lifetime, but didn't know that the other existed. There were these homing buttons, these homing pigeons. There was this attraction for the perfection that was about to follow. For check boxes being checked and high notes being reached, you were able to experience something in a divine, perfect way for exactly where you were and to become exactly who you dream of becoming. And the same was true for this partner. Uh, Objectives were met. And while it seems like failure, do not not even go there. By the time I'm done, you're gonna be totally past that. And one of the most important lessons anybody can learn in a relationship is not to set their value, your own value, self-worth, based on someone else's parameters. Boy, I'm glad I learned that Um, and you're going to be so glad you learned it. You stepped up to the plate. It was daunting. You were intimidated. You were scared. You were nervous and you played all out and now you're in, in the bloom of things. Now you're becoming who you've never been before and the best is yet to come. Here's the second core lesson that I want you to get from this and this is going to make all the difference. This guy that left you and now is with someone else this is the i believe the genders that you gave me it doesn't matter Um, this guy was practice for someone far more suited to you someone far more aligned with your dreams someone who's going to take you 10 times farther than this one did in terms of love and joy and everything. And you knew that when you were getting involved in this, you didn't say, give me the best on planet earth. See if I can live up to that. You know, it's like, give me practice so that when the best for me shows up, I am in my finest form. This person who broke your heart was practice. Training wheels on a bicycle and soon you're going to be soaring with your own wings and like me you will look back and say I escaped with my life. Thank God. Hallelujah. Oh, my, even though right now you feel like you messed up, even though right now you feel like opportunity slipped through your fingers that will never come back to you. You have no idea what opportunity is. You have no idea of the joy, the glory, the celebrations, the parties, the friendships, the camaraderie, the travel, all that awaits you now that you would not have been ready for had it not been for this practice person. Truly, you will see this. Truly, you will thank your stars that you made it out intact and that you were ready for the, for the next one that's going to show up and just take you to where you've never been before yet again. And, and the third point, I, I alluded to this already, you are now in full bloom. Now, when you feel your lowest, your ugliest, your most unlovable, You are in full bloom in these sacred jungles of time and space, learning all that you can most learn. Your heart is so open. Look, you've come to me to ask a question. And in the unseen, in realms you can't even realize that you now exist, you're just soaking up all this love and all this energy. You are in full bloom right now, and you will see this later on. Those three core lessons. Number one, the relationship was a roaring success all objectives were achieved number two he was just practice for something better coming number three you're now in full bloom and congratulations you're not under uh, the covers you came out into the world you're continuing to live your life i know the pain of that i know how hard that is but look at you you've made it through the darkest night of your soul and it's only going to get easier and better i promise you that here's four little simple tricks to move on Right now, number one, get busy in other areas of your life. Thank goodness for my work. I remember when my, I was at my lowest low, romantically, relationship-wise. That's when I started writing the audio program of Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams, that tore it up around the world on the internet as an audio program. I got phone calls from Nightingale Conant and things really changed. Um, It became a New York Times bestseller seven years later. I was writing the first draft of that with a bleeding heart and I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm even functioning. I was writing notes from the universe with a bleeding heart. I remember thinking if people knew where I was at right now, none of this, none of this would fly. Maybe they did at some deep level, like I know about you and I know that the best is yet to come and you are in full bloom. So get busy in other areas of your life, whether it's work or service or volunteering or uh, home maintenance or whatever. Other areas of your life. Give yourself a little holiday from okay, the romantic. It's going to catch up to you quick enough. Number two, be patient and tolerant with yourself. Just because you've heard this and perhaps I've Um, made a few points that maybe I hope resonated with you tomorrow might be hard next week next month I I remember for me you know it was it was almost a year before I finally emerge entirely completely feeling a hundred percent but there's going to be sparks of that from this point forward and it's going to get so much easier so don't slip back and say I can't do it see what's wrong with me see it's different for me Just be patient. It's going to be okay. You're going to totally rock this. Number three, it's time to start loving yourself and being the own judge. Oops, the own judge of your worthiness. Okay, start loving yourself. And to do that, one of the things that helped me in those several episodes of my life is, you know, not only deep thought, self-reflection, ask big questions. How, Mike? Is it possible you feel so bad, so pitiful, so worthless when you know you are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, a gladiator of joy here to rock and roll with the best of your life before you? How can you feel so bad? That does not compute. That's silly. That's irrational. I love you, Mike, but I'm not going to let you drag your heart through the mud anymore and just go within and see the truth of your magnificence and your worthiness, and it's not about what somebody else, who's probably not that grown up themselves, um, should be passing judgment on you and you honoring their view. All right, so love yourself. And number four, steep yourself like a teabag, steep yourself in truth, okay? Spiritual books, books about self-love, self-improvement books, whatever resonates with you, maybe spiritual tune-ups, um, maybe different courses we offer at tut.com. Go read some Louise Hay, Hay House books. I talked about Louise yesterday. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a, the truth is everywhere. And if we take that little initiative to kind of get those books around us, maybe start a new vision board, uh, the, the page turns very quickly. A new chapter is written and you start to live happily ever after those four steps get busy in other areas of your life be patient and tolerant of yourself number three love yourself do some self-reflection see that you are all that and number four steep yourself in truth with books um, videos online uh, stuff to listen to continue growing you're in full bloom Jumbo, fellow adventurers, we got to work around after some technical difficulty broadcasting from Mexico. It's not on the Mexican side. It's the other side. But hey, so glad to be here because the question that came in through an infinite possibility member portal is really cool. If reality is inside of me, how does it surprise me? Let's go in depth into the question. The full question reads as follows. Mike, given that it's all me. And side note, I teach that that life is you and more you. There's only you. Given it's all me, that there is me and everything else is just more me, or we are not in reality, as others say, it is in us. We are not in reality. It is in us. Or as Bashar has recently said, I'll give you the video clip at the end of this, It's not that we are aware of reality. Our awareness is reality. Bashar said, it's not that we are aware of reality. Our awareness is reality. Mike, how is it that we learn new ideas from listening to others like you? Mike, how are things created outside of my awareness before being brought into my awareness. If these aren't the wildest, far, most far out ideas ever, I don't know what are, but this is at the crux of the nature of reality. Seth said, your eyes do not perceive the physical world around you. They project the physical world into its right place around you. These are closer to the truth, all of these ideas, than than what our physical senses or our street-level selves would have us believe. When I watched that one-minute Bashar clip that this questioner is referring to just only a week or two ago about um, it's not that we are aware of reality, our awareness is reality. This is not a metaphor. When I first thought of that, the first thing that came to my head was the same question as the questioner. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But what about all those other people in my awareness? Isn't this true for them? Uh, Am I not um, part of their creation while simultaneously they are a part of my creation? And then uh, if I haven't deceived myself, the dot was connected. And it's like those other people are you and you are them. It's all you. And I, I know it's so hard to dress up truth with words. But if you can see that it's you and more you, and there's other people looking at you, well, those are more pairs of your own eyes looking at you, just as you are another pair of their eyes. It is the same spirit. It is the oneness of divine mind that peers at reality through all of these different focal points. We are windows into the reality that's blossoming in this very moment in the eternal now inside of God's heart. There's only one force of all life. It is the divine. And yet we show up as different white caps, as I said, upon the ocean of the almighty. I think I was yesterday. Uh, and when we get to see reality from those perspectives, yet the greater picture is we, we are all of it at the same time and we are it come alive, looking at itself. And so some of the most logical questions are not really that logical because they're based on presumptions that were false to begin with the the quick answer and this is a three-part answer to this really fun question the quick answer is those other folks are you looking back at you and looking out further Uh, and it's all just one reality is inside of you and that's where i am right now and you are inside of me okay okay Closer to truth than not, all right? The second part of this answer, this doesn't take a a whole lot to get, that we are more than our street-level selves, okay? Street-level means egoic level, means physical senses level, means immersed in the density and the polarity level. We are more than this. You know that you have a higher self. You know that there are grades and levels. You know that you're a multidimensional being. And so the way that reality can sometimes surprise you is because you're playing at a number of other levels. You, not different. There's not a, a separation or a limit between you and your higher self. There are elements of you that knows well this element of you that's out there creating reality, kind of moving around the the items on the chessboard or the Monopoly game of your life, and sometimes we come into contact with those other elements, friend or foe, whatever we've been thinking is what we allow into uh, our creation, and so realize that hey, how can something surprise me? Well, you're just a little white cap, and there's a whole ocean out there, and that ocean is. Riding on another ocean, and all of that combined is a white cap on another ocean. Uh, It's really mind boggling. Yet, since we can understand we are more than our street level selves, we can also, we are everyone else. We can also understand, understand that there are creations happening simultaneously of our own intentions that may surprise the street level self. Again, words slip and utterly fail when trying to describe a multidimensional existence. Yet they're all we have and they create an energy of conveying understanding and information. And for the most part, it kind of works. Even though you can see light through the fabric, doesn't mean the fabric isn't achieving its job. All right, the third analogy I wanted to share, the third angle in, understanding this uh, mind-bending dichotomy um, spoken to by our questioner. And this is to quote the last sentence of today's question. How are things created outside of my awareness before being brought into my awareness? Isn't that a, that's like, that's the question. How are things created outside of my awareness, by me, outside of my awareness, before being brought into my awareness? This is so much fun. Okay. Doesn't this happen in every single one of your nighttime dreams? Right? You don't deny that you're the creator of your nighttime dream bubbles. You don't think other people are doing it or alternate versions of yourself are doing it, or God sneaking into your dream and doing it, you know, and mainstream science, established science will tell us that dreams are a reaction or a stimulus created by situations in our lives to give us a fresh perspective, to give us the ability to hash things out in kind of a a more lucid way, to bring that wisdom, that experience, that shock value, or whatever is meant to be imparted in the dream um, into our lives for enrichment at the street level. You don't deny you create your own dreams, but yet in a nighttime dream, the butterfly can turn into the caterpillar. It goes backwards, or the walnut turns into the elephant, or your friend turns into your mom, turns into your child, in a nighttime dream and somehow it all makes sense. And you're surprised. You're surprised every step of the way. You're like, oh my gosh. And and then the sun comes up and then gravity holds you to the ground. You're doing the whole thing. Yet we hide from ourselves our abilities of manipulating matter and projecting it into space so that we can create this dream stage this dream bubble, so that our objectives, as I just just stated, shock, value, learning, experimentation, practicing, so our objectives can be achieved. You create, you have an intention, you have objectives at this extended, altered part of you, okay, The, the full you, and that objective is brought into a dream that comes to life and a complete stage and then inserted in that dream is street level you and the dreaming bubble. And then street level you was like, Oh, this is so surprising. I never expected my mother to be a, a wall, a walnut. Uh, and, but then there's the reaction. Then the boxes are checked. We do this every single night. We undeniably do this in our nighttime dreams and The ultimate dream of all is the dream of here and now, where we simultaneously have objectives, intentions, desires, and fears, and simultaneously as streaming manifestors, thoughts become things, not think a thought later on, it becomes a thing, yeah, it works that way too, but right now you're streaming the walls around you, the computer in front of you, the face on the monitor in front of you, we're streaming manifestors and we're doing this simultaneously to arriving at objectives creating desires wishes formulating what to be afraid of or what to believe in etc all of it is happening and unfolding in this simultaneous now in mind bending ways which does not mean any wild kooky crazy thing can happen don't give away your power you are all powerful you're creating this right now when you understand that you're creating every moment And it's all the same as a nighttime dream. You wake up in the dream. This is called self-realization. And you see yourself in everything and everyone. It's interesting when it comes to street-level selves, there's a phrase used to speak of enlightenment. And it is called soul integration. Sal Rickelli talked about it last night and yesterday in our awakening adventures, soul integration, where you blend your awareness, your consciousness at street level with all of the other higher levels of you, soul integration. And this is also spoken to, I've read and heard multiple accounts of a recurring phenomenon on the path to self-realization where different individuals it's always riveting it's always the same story it's always so evocative and it waits for you when they kind of suddenly have this moment when they look around them in the room they're in or or on the the mountain ledge they're sitting on and they suddenly cannot see the difference between themselves and the world around them they suddenly view it all as more them Instead of ending at the perimeter of their skin, they, they see the trees and the birds and they recognize in that sparkling moment that it's all them. And these, these sessions can last hours. They could last days. This is something to aspire to. And I think through understanding, through intention, through creating this space, loving your life, dealing with your melodrama, we'll all get to that place where there's that soul integration, street level, merges, merges with intention, merges with objectives, merges with the logistics, and suddenly we are the sorcerer or sorceress of our life on the fly streaming manifestors. Wow, it's so exciting. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for the last spiritual tune-up of the week. This one is the last one from Mexico until I return, but I will be broadcasting on Monday from Orlando, Florida. All right, time to answer some of your questions, and this one has come up in a variety of other forms in the past, but I think it's worth re-looking at to understand your power while bridging the, the gap from old school thinking that we were all immersed in heretofore. Mike, can manifestation help better than new drugs? Can it help better than new drugs for recovery and change in one's life? I have have moderate depression, being alone, needing people, and having purpose. Is it okay to do one or the other is manifesting better, you know, always play both ends to the middle. That's an old expression. One is not mutually exclusive of the, uh, of the other. I have never seen that in my life. Of course, theoretically, uh, you could come into a situation where either take the pills or, or do the visualization, but it's never like that. Why wouldn't you do both? Why wouldn't you cover every base guarding against invisible limiting beliefs? You don't even know if you have them. We don't wanna claim that you do, but hey, we were all raised in this primitive time where we were told that viruses, germs, mental illness are things that happen to us and that we are vulnerable to them. And if you have a good doctor and you have a good regiment, then you can prevail. If that's a core belief, then you need a good doctor and you need a good regimen. And so play that card. But naturally, obviously, we're all coming to know that the power of our thoughts is utterly mind-boggling. That you can literally move mountains, perform miracles through thought, belief, expectation, intention. And so always go there as well. Now, I'm not a doctor, clearly. Uh, I'm not trying to give out medical advice absolutely follow your doctor's wishes, listen to your financial planner, wear seatbelts in the car, have health insurance. Many wise up and coming metaphysicians will realize that buying health insurance is a negative demonstration. I'm vulnerable. I might get sick. Wearing your seatbelt. Hey, I could become a victim in, the, uh, in, the, in a traffic accident. Those are negative demonstrations. If you were truly fearless, believing in your indomitable nature to prevail over all things, creating your reality, you wouldn't need health insurance or seat belts. But buy health insurance and have seat belts, just to cover that angle. And in every other area of your life, you can play both ends to the middle. Be a little conservative. Be a little prudent. Uh, save money like a squirrel for a rainy day, which is negative, negative, negative. But at the other Son of the equation, demonstrations, acts of faith, little splurges on yourself, um, demonstrate a belief in yourself, a belief in your inevitable success, a belief in the avalanche of abundance that's uh, being pressed to you right now. And this way, you're totally covered. That little bit of negative demonstration, you know, of buying the cheap groceries every single week will be more than offset by the positive steps in the direction of your dreams. Now, to play both ends to the middle, you gotta be doing the positive. Let's look at the positive, uh, the the constructive, the optimistic, all right? You want to be focusing, when you do the woo-woo, okay, there's the narcotics and there's the woo-woo, play both ends to the middle. When you're doing the woo-woo, be focused on vitality, joy, friendship, laughter, community, cooperation to the questioner that's feeling alone, needing people, having a purpose. Focus on those things in your life. Don't be focusing on how can I manage my my lonely life because that'll just create more of an awareness of your lonely life, which would create more of a lonely life. So when you're doing the woo-woo, know the woo-woo, okay? You focus on what you love and what you like and what you desire as if you already had it. And you're not focusing on making the back pain go away. You're not focusing on making the bill collectors stop calling you. You're focusing on the abundance and where you're gonna put all that stuff. And you're gonna need a financial planner really soon. You might need a team of them. Um, Should you have, okay, I won't go there. That's a tangent on uh, dealing with money. Uh, Also, when you're doing the woo-woo, realize it takes so little to achieve so much. You're going to do the doctor stuff and you're going to do the woo-woo, but don't be thinking you've got to scale Mount Everest because you're dealing with a diagnosis or something. As I've shared in my own recovery uh, of torn cartilage in a knee, it was excruciating every time I went and tried to run. But I focused on the other knee that didn't hurt. and I know it it felt stupid when I was doing it. I was in great pain, but I was thinking about, hey, I have a knee that's not in pain. Wouldn't it be cool if both knees weren't in pain? Even while I was in great pain, it seemed so futile, but I did this for a few days in a row and the pain completely went away. Takes so little because you're so inclined to succeed. You're here as a gladiator of love and joy, eternal power, the eyes and the ears of God. You came here to thrive, to discover, to reach your default settings of everlasting love and prosperity. That's who you really are. So you're going through a phase where you've got back pain or depression. Address it at the street level. Do what your doctors and financial planners and whoever are, are saying but play this card to unleash the potential that is innately yours to live at a higher level than you can now imagine. And just give it little bits here, little bits there. Also, part of the woo -woo should always be distract yourself. You know, it's not just about health. It's not just about friendships. It's about your mind, creativity, a job, uh, not necessarily only for the money, but for the interaction. Volunteer, be of service, go out in nature, uh, fur babies. There's so many other areas of life that you ought to also be focusing on rather than just the dilemma and or just the the opposite of it. Read success stories, Um, watch DVDs, movies. Who else has gone through what you've gone through and prevailed? Google success stories, how I defeated depression, how I got over addiction, and look for commonalities. When it comes to health, uh, already this week I've uh, mentioned Anita Morjani and how she bounced back from uh, organ failure in a hospital due to cancer spreading all over her body. And when you see other people do it and you know they're no more divine or special than you, you know you can do it. Um, Acts with faith. If you're... If you're having trouble moving around and it's mobility just hypothetically, uh, even if it's a medical reason and you're laid up in bed and you can't get out, what if you got online and you bought some shoes for the for the gala evening or some running shoes? Or oh, Don't go running if your doctor doesn't say it's okay. Same thing about the gala. But if you make that demonstration that things are changing and I'm going to prepare the way right now, I remember the lady I met in Brisbane, Australia, after one of my events so, so many years ago. And she was explaining that she had been lonely and sick and tired of being single for so long, for years, decades. And so she started parking on her side of the garage, cleaned out the other side, even though there was no car there. She cleaned out um, one of the master bedroom closets, uh, making room for his stuff. She started sleeping on her side of the bed, even though there was no his side or other person's side. She started sometimes putting up two plates for dinner, even though there was only her at home. And then she turned to the guy next to her and said, and see, it works. And she pointed to the guy that she had brought unbeknownst to me. And she said, I manifested him. I acted as if he was in my life. I didn't just dance to the tune of circumstances that had engulfed me because that only perpetuates those circumstances. So dabble, play around, play both ends to the middle. Have a vision board. Write down your beliefs that you want to install. Um, acts of faith, deep dives into truth and metaphysical books. Watch the secret again, the video. I think it's free on Amazon now or YouTube. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with 1 million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility Membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.